Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have once again in the studio, Rhonda Marshall. Glad hey, to Rhonda. Be here. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you too. Okay, so let me tell you about our great show today. We have Homeschool Conversations. Today we'll talk with former North Carolina Governor Pat McCrory and find out his views about home education. And then in our homeschool news, pre-registration for the Thrive Conference is ending in less than two weeks. So get your registration in. In our homeschool tip of the week, we'll hear a few lessons learned along the way from an experienced homeschool mom also known as me. That's right, Rhonda. (laughs) And finally, in our homeschool reality moment, Maida Alterman shares how she homeschools while she works full-time from home using some cool, free technology. That's right. All right, for homeschool conversations, Pat McCrory graduated from Catawba College with degrees in political science and education. He then worked in the private sector while serving on the Charlotte City Council. From there, he became mayor, uh, mayor pro tempore and then mayor of Charlotte for a record seven terms. By the end of his term, the city of Charlotte was named one of the top three best places to live in America. As governor, he led the economic Carolina comeback, which resulted in North Carolina becoming one of the fastest growing economies in the nation. For his entire career in public service, he has been a strong conservative voice and wants to continue that work on behalf of North Carolina in the United States Senate. Welcome to the show, Pat. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I apologize for being outside right now. I'm about to enter a little tournament here um, on behalf of an organization, so I apologize for the interference. Sounds like fun. Um, I know they're going to be calling me shortly, but I'm so proud of what your organization's doing. Being an educator myself, I got my North Carolina teaching certificate way back when, and my goal was to always be a teacher. And as, as governor, what I try to do is really promote choice as much as possible. Uh, public schools are not the only choice in addition to charter schools, private schools, and home schools is such an important part of educational choice in North Carolina. And we've got to make sure government supports that effort, supports those parents who are also paying taxes for others going to public schools but decide to keep their children at home. And they have that choice, but we got to recognize that they're paying for both at this point in time. So I think you basically just answered my first question, and that's your view on uh, school choice. You want to add anything to that, or is that it? Well, I did a lot for school choice as governor. Uh, first of all, I expanded charter schools because, frankly, with all due respect, the teachers' unions own the Democratic Party right now. The teachers' union does not want competition, either it be from charter schools, private schools, Uh, religious schools or homeschools, and I think competition's good, and I think the parents and kids should have as much choice as possible. And again, even for the homeschoolers, I was also wanting the homeschoolers to have the opportunity to use, for example, the athletic facilities at their nearby schools. So not only do they have choice to learn at home, but they also have interaction they have with the public schools, which they're paying taxes for anyway, right? Yeah. So tell, what are your views on home education as one of those choices? Oh, it's, it's extremely important, and it's been very beneficial to people from throughout North Carolina to have that choice of home education. In fact, I admire home education. I applaud home education. Uh, in these changing times, especially with, the, excuse me, some of the stuff that we're teaching in schools right now, which is extremely un- inappropriate, I firmly believe that um, 
parents ought to have that choice and we ought to support them in that effort as much as possible. If you're able to uh, serve as a senator, uh, tell us about what you, what's your view of the federal, federal government's role in education. Well, I actually want limited role of federal government in education. I want them to get out of the way. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want education closest to the parents. The parents have to have a control of education. Right. They're paying for it. So I actually, you know, here's someone running for the U.S. Senate. I don't want the U.S. Senate to um, do what the responsibility is of, of local and state government and private schools and homeschools. Uh, government, I mean, education belongs with the parents and the children. No one else. Right. And I hate this indoctrination that we're doing in our schools right now, in which we're um, teaching things to our kids in public schools that is not the responsibility of teachers. It's the responsibility of parents, Mm -hmm. especially sexual education or sexual orientation. (laughs) I mean, in Charlotte Mecklenburg, for example, they sent out a survey to second graders asking them, second graders, about their sexual orientation. Mm. It's irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And, And this is why we need choice for parents. Right. Uh, I think the, the, one of the burning questions that, of course, is on the minds of, of homeschool parents is, will you help protect the right of parents to teach their children at home? Absolutely. And in fact, we need to also make sure that our universities are not discriminating against homeschools in the application process. And, you know, with all due respect, a lot of the liberal elements, especially tied to the teachers unions, um, I'm concerned that they show bias in the application process in our universities against homeschoolers. And uh, that's not right. Uh, Many of them are getting a much better education than we get in our public schools. And we ought to have as much choice as possible. And none of them should be discriminated against in job market or in higher education. All right, Pat, is there anything else you'd like to add about your campaign? I I want to thank I just I admire the parents who are caring for their kids now more than ever. And I just want to keep government out of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's the parents' job to teach them the basic values and morals and personal things that are, that's the right of the parent. And part of that right is to give them a good education any way they see fit for their, um, their kids, because their kids is the number one priority. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't let uh, the unions hijack hijack education and think they're the only ones who can do it. We've been talking to uh, Pat McCrory. He is running for U.S. Senate seat from North Carolina. Primaries are coming up on May 17th. You can go to patmccrory.com and learn more about his campaign. We sure appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, and I appreciate your hard work. God bless. Thank Thank you. you. Awesome. So let's go on to our homeschool news. Yeah. Pre-registration for the conference ends on May 19th. You don't want to miss out. That's right. You save $20 when you pre-register. You can still come to the conference afterwards, but it's right. higher, right? Um, it's on the website, nche.com slash thrive. And it is May 26th through the 28th yep. in Winston-Salem. Coming at up. the Benton Convention Center. So what are your favorite parts of the conference, Matthew? Well, um, Let's see. There's a lot of, honestly, I just love talking to people mm-hmm. because you have all of these people together all at one time. I remember 
one person who was just referring to the conference as like a big family reunion. There are people that I see, true. the only time I ever see them is at the yeah. conference and develop those friendships. So, yeah. and I love, I love the workshops and the talks. I mean, you go into some of those and they are really transformational. Like I can say I've been in some workshops that mm-hmm. have made such an impact on the trajectory of our school or of our parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really life-changing sometimes. It really is. And um, I think for me, oh gosh, I love the the book sale, of yeah, course, the right. vendor hall. And also one thing we talked about in the last um, show right. that I didn't get have the time to talk about was that, you know, at our conference, we have what we were called special gatherings. Right. Mm-hmm. And they are for like special needs parents or parents of preschoolers right. or um, the different regions have um, special gatherings. So that's a great place to make connections. I think making connections at the conference right. is so important. And also, you know, there's different tracks at the conference. So you can have from being inspirational to nuts and bolts right. to I need help because I have a special needs child to um, homeschooling teens. There's just so much that I love it. <laughs> and those uh, regional gatherings, uh, being mm-hmm. able to connect with people uh, in general, I have heard stories of people who met lifelong friends and mentors yes. at the conference Yeah, um, that made, for years, right. became such a, such a big part of their lives. So Yeah. And it sounds like an advertisement, but we do this for you So because we're a nonprofit, yeah. but we're just doing this because we truly believe and we've experienced That's in our right. own families what the conference can do for us and in our homeschool journey and help us along the way to feel confident right. that we can do it. Yeah. So you and I are both going to be doing some workshops there. We there are. are Dozens and dozens of workshops. Yes, lots. Hard to pick because there's yeah. each hour. Yeah, you have to pick. to pick one out of many. Um, <clears throat> and so you want to pick ours. No, I mean, <laughs> I just want to give you a little my, preview my, yeah. of, uh, of a couple of things. One of my workshops is going to be how to help your children become self-motivated. So this Ooh. is a little bit of a discipleship, um, especially mm-hmm. helping your kids transition from discipline to discipleship. Uh, Another one I have is homeschooling with confidence, a basic educational strategy. So especially if you're somewhat new, that might be Mm -hmm. a good one to kind of think through how am I going to approach this? Oh, I love that. What about yours? I want to come to yours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine, my first one is choosing curriculum um, because I feel like that's so daunting for so many people. Um, So I try to make it as a former curriculum junkie (laughs) reformed. I try to make it a little easier for people and just help them put it in the right perspective. Right. And then I am going to do one called Lessons Learned Along the Way. So I've completed our 26 years of homeschooling wow. and I learned some things along the way, usually always the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just want to share some of the things. Some people may already know them, but I hope that it encourages them and right. helps them not make some of the mistakes I made. <laughs> right. And so today we have uh, set aside our time for the homeschool tip of the week to let Rhonda give us a little preview, uh, a a peek into lessons learned along the way. Yeah. Why don't you share some of those? Yeah. So don't give so many that they don't come to the talk. Yeah. Just give them some. So I'll hold back. (laughs) I'll let you interject with me. How about that? So first of all, I think 
even though we've homeschooled for 26 years, I feel like we made a lot of mistakes. I made a mm-hmm. lot of mistakes. So, sure. but God has been so faithful. And so I just right. want to praise him for his faithfulness, even when I was stumbling and trying to figure it out. And mm. in fact, I think most homeschool parents walk that journey. It's sure. not always, you know, rainbows and sunshine. No. So anyway, I think it's important for you to lay a foundation so your homeschool's can thrive and just think through what you want your homeschool to be. And I'm actually most of the things in full confession, I haven't gotten my whole talk written. Are all yours written yeah. already? Oh, of course. Well, <laughs> only because I've already done these. Oh, you've already done these. Okay. Well, this particular talk is a new one Great. for me. I've done Exciting. choosing curriculum. So this is new. So I don't even have it all written out yet. So you guys are guinea pigs today, but oh well. Um, I thought. And it's interesting because I'm doing a talk on choosing curriculum. But I thought that choosing the right curriculum was the number one thing. Like okay. that was the thing that hung me up. Okay. And while curriculum choices are important, it's just not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. It's not – you can make a number of different choices and still do well. That's I right. spent way, way too many hours <laughs> struggling. I mean like losing sleep. Right. I think a lot of homeschool parents do that mm-hmm. and just laboring over choosing curriculum. Um, there are other things that are, I think, more important, like go. focusing on relationships or establishing good habits or something we talked about before, first-time obedience, right. training our children to obey, and even building or restoring a love of learning in your child. I think those are vastly more important than the curriculum that you choose. So a common mistake is for someone to think that too much is riding on the curriculum choice. Yes. Like, in other words, that's the make it, break it yes. for your homeschool. Absolutely. And it really isn't. It's not Because you're going to be able to make lots of adjustments. Yeah. You're not going to do the curriculum anyway. Not that, completely. Or that's you shouldn't. Right. Yes. You should be free to modify that for your kids so that it's fitting them and their needs. Absolutely. And I think a lot, it depends on your personality, but if you're a box checker and you Mm -hmm. buy one curriculum, you think you have to stick with all of that. Another area that I struggled with is I overplanned and I overscheduled. I didn't have enough white space in my calendar Mm -hmm. and I I held my plans too tightly. Like we have to get through all these plans or my lesson plan book because Oftentimes when I first started, I wrote it in pen. Big Uh mistake. (laughs) Big mistake. Um, And I just planned too much because, you know, you're worried you're going to, at least for me, I was worried I was going to make my kids stupid. So you overplan. You overprepare. So I and I became the evil drill sergeant mommy in the process. Yes. (laughs) Let's just march through this plan. Is that that why Nathaniel's serving now? In the military. (laughs) He just had (laughs) to. He was ready. He's like, boot camp, whatever. That's nothing. I've already done. That's nothing. You haven't met my mom. (laughs) Um, But I just, I, yeah, I was drill sergeant mommy. You know, adjustments are necessary and a learning curve is normal when you're on this journey. And um, so I finally learned to hold my plans loosely, that homeschooling is a lifestyle and it's a new way of living and thinking Mm -hmm. rather than having a school box, you know, during certain hours and everything. Um, Another thing, at first I didn't combine my kids for any subjects whatsoever Mm -hmm. um, because we were using a box curriculum and it's just, (laughs) it was hard to do school every subject with every child. When I finally started combining some of our kids for as many subjects as that were feasible, Mm -hmm. it really made our homeschool day much more enjoyable. Right. Yeah. And not only would it be more efficient, but it seems like 
you have more conversation, you have more people more relationships. doing the same topic, being able yeah. to discuss it. Um, that's a good effect that sometimes homeschool doesn't give you the mm-hmm. opportunity to have that larger mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. Um, another thing, I we didn't read aloud as much as I wish that we had. Mm. When it, it's really one of the best ways to use our time throughout the home day, and it's also another way to combine kids together mm-hmm. and cover a subject matter. So we didn't do it as much as I wish that we had. Um, another thought. Um, I thought our homeschool had to be like super homeschool. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm a type A person, so I'm like plan all this stuff okay. out. But also I had read a book. I don't even remember the name of it. But like a lot of these kids had been going to college like when they were 14. So it, those right. kinds of mm-hmm. things were things that were in my head. So you don't have to have a super homeschool Um or, or I, I looked at Pinterest and saw different homeschool rooms and thought that it has to look like that. There's no perfect homeschool family. You don't have to be one. You just need to be real. And that, I guess, goes into the big temptation of comparison. Oh, yeah. And that's in here, too. Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. The comparison trap. I compared not only my homeschool with other homeschools and other homeschool moms. I compared my children. I Thankfully, I was at least wise enough to not compare them to themselves. You know what I mean? But in my head, I'm comparing my Mm -hmm. children and how they're either, you know, advancing in certain subjects or struggling in some. Um, So I think comparison all across the board, whether it be how you homeschool, how you're doing as a parent in your homeschool, but also your children. That's a real thing to avoid (laughs) as much as you can. Because they're all different. They are all different. It's not a fair Thing it's, to do. it's really not. And every parent's different, too, like how you're right. going to approach it and how God's going to show you to homeschool in your family. We need to be open and embrace that and not think that we have to look like Susie homeschool down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and we, we've talked about this before, I very much replicated school at home at first. Okay. Remember the all flag right. yeah. and the pledge and all yeah. of that stuff. So, desks together. Yes, desk. Yes. Yeah. So and I I had maps on the walls and took them down like at night. I mean, I was a crazy person, <laughs> but, it, but I finally eventually learned that it's okay for learning to look like it takes place in our house because it is taking place in our house. So that was really important for me to be intentional about that. And just even, I love the quote by Charlotte Mason that says, education is an atmosphere, a discipline and a life. Hmm. And if you think about your home and how you want it to be, going forward for your education around your house. You know, the uh, one of my kids' favorite locations for school right now is the hammock. So it's the, a per- especially the weather. Yeah. The way it's been. So they take their books and their, sometimes a blanket or a pillow or whatever, and they go out in their hammock and they're just out there. We have like three or four hammocks out in the woods. You've got to have quite up. a few yeah, for yeah. your crew. <laughs> that's a great idea. And that's, we should do that more and not yeah. be so tied to that it has to look like school. Right. Um, I focused too much at first on academics, relation to curriculum, of course, and mm-hmm. not discipleship. Once I finally learned that if I focused on discipleship, the academics just seemed to come along. But it took me a long time because your your discipleship of your kids or your kids' character qualities, they're not measurable. Whereas you can check off a box if I've done this in my academics. And so it took me a long time to to learn that I need to make that discipleship my focus. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. So, and all the comparison stuff, I put that in there. Anything right. else? I am trying to think. Well, just to go on that discipleship note for a minute, you know, the word discipleship, of course, in the Christian context is the fact that we want our kids to learn how to follow Jesus Christ. Christian mm-hmm. comes from that and discipling. And so um, if that's your goal, you know, if that's what you're aiming for, and mm-hmm. personally, my heart, my heart and part of this ministry is I would love to encourage and equip parents to take their role of discipleship very seriously. That's so important. And that's really more important. Yeah, I mean, we don't want in any way to minimize academics. Right. But you have to know its context. Mm-hmm. And a person's character, their eternity, their choice to follow Christ, mm-hmm. it is the priority. That's right. <clears throat> and so just make sure that that's your view, your, and that's part mm-hmm. of your basic philosophy, your basic idea of, of home education. And I think, you know, one of the things that I'm going to be talking about in that workshop uh, is the very difficult transition from, from younger, fr- from older childhood, mm-hmm. where there's a lot more discipline, right? right? They disobey, mm-hmm. you give them consequences, right. to older, older kids where you want them to make their own choices, mm-hmm. you know, and to be self-motivated. That, that's the title of that workshop. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to have their own reason to do what's right. Mm -hmm. That's the big difference. And that's what's built in to following Christ. Because if they choose to follow Christ, they will begin to develop their own built-in reasoning, their own built-in motivation. motivation. Uh, As parents, we don't want to be constantly having to try to get our kids to do what's right. Right. And when they graduate, we don't get to follow them around <laughs> and try to get them to do what's You're right. Not following any of my kids <laughs> around. Nope. So, so anyway, uh, I just appreciate that point that discipleship is a priority. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the aspects that, you know, that and we if, have to deal with. Yeah. And if we don't make a definite decision to place that as the priority in our homeschool, it will not be it there. It won't be. Yeah, we have to make a definite decision, a ruthless decision to first things first. Well, thanks for sharing those things. We're looking forward to... I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, that's great. That workshop, these workshops, I hope are going to be very helpful to you. Uh, Once again, you can save $20 uh, on the conference registration if you register before May 19th, right? Mm -hmm. 19th. And so um, you might as well do that. Uh, as we wrap it up, we want to go to the homeschool reality moment. Yes. Uh, Maida Alterman shares how she homeschools while she works full-time from home using some cool free technology. Let's That's see this. That's exciting. Yeah. Hi, I'm Maida Alterman. I am a homeschool mom here in the Fort Bragg area. My husband's a soldier. I am currently a full-time tax preparer. I work from home. I'm actually in my home office right now and my son is doing his homeschool downstairs. Um, So what this looks like for us, I sit upstairs and do my work and he works on an online program called PowerSchool Homeschool Acellus. And it's it's through Acellus, it's like $25 a month per kid up to seven classes. And so he does like a video, uh, uh, practice questions and a test and then he has, instead of going behind this last year when we moved twice because of the military, he actually finished up his coursework for the entire seventh grade in March. So he's doing 
eighth grade coursework in April now. And he might continue in the summer. It's really whatever he wants to do. Um, but I just wanted to give you a, a little glimpse of what he's working on because I asked on a Facebook group, I can't remember which one, but another homeschool mom told me about a, a free app called Team Viewer. And so while I'm up here in my office doing my work, I keep my eye on his computer. And this is a video of exactly what his screen looks like. So basically I'm remoting in to my son's computer screen and I can see everything that he's doing. And there's a chat box where I can be like, hey, we're not doing Minecraft until school is done. So um, that's, that's what school looks like for us with two working parents and um, a military household and really awesome free techie tools. Thanks. All right. Thanks for sharing that, Maida. That's uh, great little uh, technology ideas. And that's exactly what we'd love for you guys to send in for the homeschool reality moment. Maybe there's some things that you've learned about homeschooling or some special projects or different things you're doing or stories you can tell. We'd love to hear from you. You can go to nche.com slash the homeschool show and see how to uh, upload uh, your homeschool reality moment. <clears throat> And it gives you the instructions on on how to do that there. Awesome. Well, I guess we're at the end of our yes. show. So thank you so much for taking the time to join right. us. We really know you're very busy. And so it means a lot to us that you take the time to either watch or listen. But we'd love to hear from you. As Matthew was just talking about your reality moment. But you can also send us either your questions or your feedback at the homeschool show at nche.com via email. That's right. And if you send us some good questions, we'd love to answer them yes. on the show. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, we'd be able to respond to different topics you'd like us to, to address here. So uh, send, send those in if you can. Um, also, uh, be sure to share this show with your friends. We'd love for more and more people to be uh, equipped to be helped, to homeschool with confidence and joy. joy. That's our heart. That's what we want for you. We're doing this for you. And I uh, just, if if you can share it with other people and go ahead and and rate the show or um, leave a review and things like that, that will definitely help uh, that process as well. We're so glad that you joined us. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.